Welcome to Younger Older. I'm Dave Wager, coming to you from the studios of Relate365.com, and I am with my good friend Todd McElhaney today, who works here at Silver Birch Ranch with us. How you doing, Todd? Good. Good. It's good to be back. It's getting beautiful outside. We're gearing up for summer. It's it's an exciting season for sure. It, it is, man. I think that whenever summer comes, we all rejoice. We love our winters, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the springs are tough. And that there's no leaves, there's nothing, there's there's dirt everywhere. We call it mud season, those yeah. of us that live up here. And then when this, the trees spring, man, it's just absolutely gorgeous outside. And there's like one week, too, and I kind of reference it like when the NBI students, uh, we have a one-year Bible institute that right. we've talked about, and when they go on break, it's usually that week in May that when they come back, everything is just green. So that's kind of the, the thing I look for in yeah. the calendar. Well, right now it's a gorgeous time. It'll stay gorgeous till probably the end of October. Mm-hmm. And all of us that live in the Northwoods are enjoying the uh, the birth of new little deer and the, all of the stuff that comes with spring, the growth. I see you uh, have grown a lot of plants inside your house that you're hoping to put outside <laughs> one day. Yeah, yeah. We actually just took the topsoil off a section of our yard to hopefully plant a garden here soon. So <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I, I look through the window that you have, but you go towards the street now. It, you don't know this if you're listening, but Todd lives kitty corner from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all, there's a four houses that are right at the edge of the National Forest, and he's in one of them, and I'm in one of them. Mm-hmm. So whenever I walk by his house, I notice he's growing something in his front yard, yeah, in yeah, his front window. My wife has the uh, big grow lights on the table right That's in front right. of the front window. <laughs> yeah, I assure people there's nothing illegal going on. This is right in the front window. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of fun yeah, to def- see. Definitely not trying to hide it. <laughs> yeah, and the excitement of being able to do it. Growth is exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really interesting. We just talk about seasons, and every season gives you something different. Mm-hmm. And seasons of life give you something different. And uh, you and I have talked before about how seasons are always changing. Always. But you never get to have the same season twice Mm -hmm. in life. For example, before you get married, you've never been married before. Mm -hmm. And you get married, now you're married, you have the experience, but you're never going to go through that again. Right. And each day, you've never been married, you know, this many days. It's a new day. (laughs) And then you have children, Mm -hmm. and now you have three boys. Mm -hmm. So when you had one child never had one before and then two came yeah I never, never had, had two, two. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if god keeps giving us these seasons of life but we realize that we have to go through them and once we go through them and we're really experienced we never go through them again and that's when everything changes again. exactly yeah mm-hmm. so nobody can sit and say i've learned everything i need to yet because you're entering a different season of life mm-hmm. and the only way to prepare for that is to walk with god Mm-hmm. because he knows what's coming up and you don't. He knows how to prepare you and you don't. And the other thing is the younger-older conversation. Um, I can talk with Todd or any other young person about children and our experience. I, I can't talk about his own experiences necessarily because they're different, but I can talk about what it's like to have a baby cry all night and lose your sleep. I can talk. I can relate to several things that you go through, mm-hmm. and, and that helps you as we talk intergenerationally on some things. But I could never prepare you because everything's a little different, you know, in life. Mm-hmm. Um, were you in the in the birthing room with your wife when? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I, I wa- actually caught our first. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I admire you. I, I kept, <laughs> I did everything I could not to be on the floor. <laughs> well, I, I will say after, after I had caught our first boy, um, when we, 
came time for the second one, I was like, nah, that's what we're paying the doctor yeah, for. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm with you on that. I, you know, our first child, I was standing at the door and I, I was trying to stand there and be strong. And I kept slipping out of the room and taking deep breaths mm. and then going back in. And yeah. um, I tell you, I, I saw a side of me I didn't even know existed. And that's one that did not do well in that environment. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, we each learn. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in your life. Now, you just had a, your third child how long ago? Uh, a little over a month. So are any adjustments going on at home? So many adjustments, yeah. yeah. And especially, I would say, I mean, you know, my wife is phenomenal and just such such a good mother naturally. But it's an adjustment having three now. And it is, I would say, the biggest adjustment for our other two boys. They, I mean, Finley, when he, um, when Elliot was born, Finley was, you know, two and um, couldn't really remember a whole lot. It wasn't a lot of right. adjusting. He didn't quite know what was going on. But now, you know, um, there's a little bit more space between Elliot and Jack. And so both of the boys, I think, are more aware of what's happening. And it's hard. They're both very, it's hard for them. They're both very needy right i'm not going to say it's not hard for me i mean it's an adjustment but it's, i mean it's a new season it man there's, new there's season. no way anyone's trained on this right yet. exactly um but yeah a lot of them like you know just kind of re trying to establish like i'm here and need attention too <laughs> right kind of a thing so um but yeah so so many adjustments back into the new sleep cycle and all that kind of thing you know, it's that. really good this didn't happen to you during that pandemic time or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excuse me, it did. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, there's a lot going on in your family right now. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to share, I mean, where what is going on right now that just kind of, all, all these could be stress points or all, or, or all of them could be growth points, but mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. What is going on? Well, um, you don't have to use names or anything. Yeah, kind of one of the first things that, started kick well the baby was born and then not long after that um m my brother-in-law had an accident with a table saw and lost a finger and that was you know traumatic and and i know like my in-laws went out to see him and it was kind of i don't know it was just it was i think difficult especially for my mother-in-law of like this is my child and there's right. this visible piece of them missing now that he'll have to live with and and my other child my daughter just gave birth mm -hmm. yeah and, yep. and i'm for, going out to her, take yeah. care of this other one and yep. she has another daughter who is getting married yep in june soon i'm glad there's no stress going on yeah so i mean when it rains it pours yeah <laughs> and uh so then you know um then we have to like social distance because then one of them was you know got the COVID and, um, and then my mother-in-law's father-in-law is really not doing well health wise. And so it's, it's been a lot all going on at once. And, um, yeah, it's a crazy season. You know, it's, it's really interesting to look at life and to wonder how we get from point A to B sometimes mm -hmm. because it can be chaotic and crazy. But I guess in my brain as an older guy, I keep thinking, and I want to encourage you to make sure that you define things correctly. 
the world in which we're in, if, if, as you read the Bible, is considered a war zone. It's not considered a, a final resting place. Mm-hmm. And anyone that's in a war is continually thinking and preparing for the time where they're, they're able to go home uh, victors at the end. Right. And yet it takes something to be a victor. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so you, you get your mind geared up toward that. This is not the place for people to uh, find physical rest and easiness of life because we're in a war zone. This is the place to actually fight and to move forward towards that day when you're going to be in a different place that is meant to be different. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a short period of time. So it's very difficult sometimes for us to keep our mind on that because in America especially, we keep trying to focus on really being comfortable now. Mm-hmm. Everything is very fast-paced and you know, I mean, even just with the way the culture has kind of um, progressed with technology as a huge part of it, technology changes in, you know, steps every month and leaps every year. And that's super fast paced. And we have, we have a hard time slowing down because of then also the quick access to everything in our pockets, you know, on yeah. our phones. And yeah. You know, it's interesting to me. The other day, I was going in um, to the doctor's office, and I was watching the side of the road up here. As you know, they're putting in fiber again for something. We already have fiber here. Mm-hmm. They're putting in more, hmm. um, and it's a different company. And I, and I guess they're selling that company, and they have to get the fiber up to a certain point, and it is. But it's it's very interesting to watch. My thought process was: I know that we need progress, but I don't like that progress anymore. There was a time where people looked at each other and enjoyed being with each other and, and were and they weren't totally captivated by media. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a better time. I'm, we've always had our issues. I'm not saying that. You want to know how, right. how crummy people can be, go look at some of the history of what some of the Vikings did. You know what I mean? Some of those things. Th- those guys were rough. You know, and they, mm-hmm. not all of them, I'm sure there was a nice Viking. I don't want any mail, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, bottom line is we've always had our issues. There, mm-hmm. There's no problem. I mean, we understand that there's always been sin, but I keep thinking this day and age, I, there's going to be some regrets to the withdrawal of, of people to people response time. Yeah. My wife and I were talking about that too, in that. There hasn't been enough time gone by for like millennial parents to have their kids grow up with their parents always being on phones. Right. We don't know yet how that is going to impact, you know, the the young kids of today. Yeah. I do know. I mean, your boys, you know, that if I see your boys and I, they like my little gator that I ride around and if I see them, I like giving them a ride and they like going Mm -hmm. for a ride. But I often thought, again, as weird as my brain is, we're not going to do this virtually. Right. You can't. Now, yeah. The key is I get to look at them and say, boys, you want to go for a gator ride? I get to look at them mm-hmm. and say that. They get to jump up and down and jump in. Mm-hmm. I get to make sure they have a seatbelt on. I get to talk to them while we drive. Right. These are real person-to-person things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not even major things. They're just real person-to-person things. Mm-hmm. Your boys know me as a human I don't think I've ever communicated with them via Zoom. media. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I'm a neighbor, and I'll say hi to them, and I'll, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And I'm, I'm so, at my age, I'm so afraid that we're going to lose the human touch. 
that is so necessary in life to have quality of life. Yeah, and I was thinking too, um, we need to adjust and be intentional about that. Um, can we go back a little bit and talk um, about, you know, the seasons? Because yeah. we were kind of sure. talking a little bit about this has never happened, you know, how do you adjust? Sure. And I had been sharing with you just a little bit about how I've been learning, um, you know, with my first couple boys, I was you know, upset about the sleep issues and like how they wouldn't sleep well. And I finally got to a point where I realized, you know, this is just how it is. This is reality and I need to adjust and be okay within that reality. And I think so many people like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of sad how long it took me to figure some of that out. Um, but this boy number three that we've had, it has hardly been an issue at all like I just I walked into and people have asked like you know you ready to have a kid or um how much harder is it now that you're outnumbered and stuff like that and you know I just think you know I'm sure a lot of the same stuff I had to go through with the other two but the difference with number three is that I actually feel like for the first time in being a parent I had realistic expectations there you go and so I was just wanting to hear you talk a little bit more about that, you know, on a broader scale of seasons yeah. changing and stuff, because, you know, we're talking about needing to have face to face. Like, what are some things that we can recognize? OK, it's been a weird year with the virtual, you know, interactions and media. And also, like, regardless of what the situation is, I think that there is a lot of wisdom. And I know personally, I have been thriving a lot more just recognizing okay there is a reality there's a way it is i need to adjust to that because i see people all the time online posting about like how oh my day oh my life right. blah 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 right. and like i get it you got a hard life but like what we were talking about everyone too, does yeah and actually to be to be honest i mean there's been some people who have posted things of like, oh, this is happening in my life. And and it's been a little bit of a struggle of like, but everything we have going on kind of makes that look insignificant. It does. And it, it's kind of frustrating to hear people whine about it. But there's other people that might think that about our lives. Right. You know? So anyways, I think there is a healthy aspect too of like having face-to-face -face conversations. Yeah. And addressing those things in, a, you know, maybe a mentoring kind of a way as opposed to just airing your laundry out. And, and I think <laughs> vulner vulnerability is, is, yeah. in, is important. Right. And, and it's important because on media, we get to display what we want. Mm -hmm. Who are you really? Really, who are you? What are you afraid of really? Mm -hmm. That's important to know. And what's really interesting is God already knows that, so you start, first of all, being vulnerable with him and just telling him the way you think, the way you... Now, you know, uh, you said so much there that it, it's... There's so much in just adjusting our lives to what's real out there. And what's real is there's a, a war going on between God and Satan. It's real. Mm -hmm. Your life and my life, that's all it's about is a war. We actually have a choice to live in the context of that which means that we listen to our commander, God, 
knowing that the war would be over one day and we'd go home. And we train those younger than us to understand that. So we live that way. Um, some of it is as simple as going to someone like yourself and saying, do you believe that God loves you? Mm-hmm. So you would say what if I asked you, do you believe God loves you? Yes. Then I'd say act like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you can sit down and start asking yourself the question. Am I living? Am like, I living I in the context of yeah. the fact that God loves me? Now, mm-hmm. if you're not, what is the problem? That's my, that's my question to you. If, if you're not living, in, so I'll ask you another question, like, is God um, sovereign? Mm-hmm. Okay, then he why knows. don't you act like it? Right. <laughs> you know, is God in the end, is everything he said, is, is it going to be, are you going to find that, he's, that it's right, that it's true? Mm-hmm. So why don't you act like it? Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. now, now those questions—they sound really hard. Like I'm being an old oaf to you or something. You know. But <laughs> in reality, all I'm saying to you is, if you really say you believe this, but you don't live it, then what's happening is you're not living in your own reality that is there, and you really know reality, but you're not going to live in it. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to live in reality, so if I were to ask you, when you get married, is now your whole life about you still? You would tell me no. Yeah. Well, then act like it. Right. When you have one child, is this just about the two of you now? No. Then act like it. Now you have three children. Okay. Uh, You also have in-laws. You have parents that that are still living. You have siblings. She has siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've told you many times that as you get older, your life doesn't get simpler. It's true. And, And... I know for parents who are hanging in there, they say, it's got to get better. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, do you want the truth? (laughs) Things get complicated as people get older. You know, there'll come a day, your schedule today, you know, you have three children, you're on my schedule. Wait till your boys, one of them wants to be in baseball, one of them wants to be in football, one of them wants to be a musician. And recitals and, and they're all going yeah. in different directions and your wife comes in you know she says and i'd like to have a partial you know career now and it's like <laughs> wait a minute the whole world is fragmenting right in front of me yeah and all of a sudden you think can we all go back to when they were just born please i just changed diapers again it's yeah fine. <laughs> yeah i don't know how many times i thought if i could go back and the kids could just be you know five and seven again or something how great would that be because back then i could say we're eating supper at six and we ate supper at six mm-hmm. you know what i mean it was pretty simple and uh now you know they've got careers they're in different parts of the state they're you know, it's not like i could tell them we're eating supper at five and like, that's nice dad see you later you know i mean we're, we're eating later or whatever it might be um it's very interesting that life keeps changing and healthy people understand that, but there's this thread that goes through life. Um, we, uh, I love sitting around the fire with um, college kids especially and asking them to be vulnerable. Just, you know, the way you, you, we can do that very easily is by asking somebody, tell, tell us your story. Tell us about your life. Tell us about your, you know, with, with no judgment on my part. I just want to hear about how you grew up, things you like or dislike. What do you think of God? I just want to know where your, your real story. I want to hear it. And if they'll be honest, not hide behind a media badge or whatever else it might be, if they'll just be honest, almost every one of them tells you about the real tough stuff of life. Um, recently, I was sitting talking with a bunch of college guys, and, and you know, almost all of them, moms and dads divorced, hated each other, 
interesting things that went on in the home, physical abuse, sexual abuse. By the time everybody, through the time they were here, shared, you heard all kinds of garbage. And you're, you're wondering, what is life about? I mean, does anybody have a normal, good life? <laughs> and I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, normal, normal. Sounds like that's what normal is. Yeah. Here, here's what happens. Sin has gotten into life. God says sin hurts. And every single person there is affected by sin. And we knew that. That's what the Bible says. That's life. That's, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Now, what, what, how you get better is very simple. You acknowledge reality. The Bible tells us, even as a believer, when I sin, I, I, 1 John 1, 9, if, if I confess my sin, he's faithful and just to forgive me my sin. I acknowledge reality. I, I did wrong. And when I acknowledge reality, I'm living in reality. I'm beginning to live in reality. And if I can acknowledge reality to you, then I can acknowledge reality to God. And it starts with God, then to you. And your judgment of me as a human being is never based on my perfection. Because you know sin has infiltrated Dave Wager as much as it has infiltrated anybody else. Now, what happens in life is you begin, as you get older, I think, you begin to see clearer. And you begin to adjust differently because you see clearer and you're forced to see clearer. (laughs) When I look at your boys, (laughs) I already had children. I've already been where you are. I don't understand everything that's going on, but I understand what it's like to have children in your home and alter your plans. And I understand all that. I understand what it's like to have all of them sick at once. I understand what it's like. Mm -hmm. So I'm not there right now, but I understand that as I look at them. I know what I did to adjust. As I get older, there's always adjustments that take place. Being vulnerable, understanding that we live in a broken world and not being afraid to say that's broken. We can begin to repair it. A lot of these uh, college kids that share with me, almost the overwhelming majority of them, they're, they love their parents desperately, but their parents have divorced, have had a lot of hatred for each other, have not given them an example of what a marriage could look like. Um, I'm not sure that if you're a parent and you're listening today, you need to realize that the most important human relationship you have is with your spouse. And that relationship with your spouse will affect your children enormously. You need to make sure that you're, if I were you, Todd, and anyone else that's listening in your age bracket or any age bracket, this simple advice is, is going to be the same. You, you need to make sure that two relationships in your life are solid. First one, you need to enjoy God. You need to spend time with him. And secondly, if you're married, you need to make sure that you and your spouse have a relationship that's solid. The rest of the stuff will fall in place if those two are okay. I promise you, it will fall in place. You'll figure it out because all of a sudden, you know, you and I work here at Silver Birch Ranch, and, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that go on that we don't plan. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. hundreds of people here at a time. Speaking at a at a retreat last minute. Yeah, <laughs> you and I don't. Last, last time we were talking about how many times you and I paired up to do something, and we didn't plan it way ahead of time because we didn't plan it way ahead of time because someone else was supposed to. And you do music, and I speak, so we just got together and did it <laughs> it was at least seven times this last I, at least year, yeah. yeah and you know it's it's interesting when you look at that stuff 
pretty much, I never heard you complain, at least to me. I don't complain. When I'm asked, I just go, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here again. we go. <laughs> What's interesting about that is I know we live in a broken world. And no matter how much we plan, we don't know mm-hmm. how to plan. Yeah. And we can get pretty frustrated if we don't allow. Yeah, I think go back to, to the scriptures. There are very few things that you need to make sure you have done right. I know that I was made to serve. I wasn't made to be served. So mm-hmm. I know that. Yep. So again, it would be, Dave, do you believe that you were made to serve and not be served? Yes, then, then why don't you like act it. like it? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know what I've, I've done in my, my life in the later years here is I want to keep making sure I do certain things now, in our house, we're the empty nester, so it's my wife and I. Um, and I want to make sure I do things to always let my wife know that I'm serving her. You know, I just want to do that, little things. So every morning when she gets up, there's a cup of tea waiting for her. You know, there, there's a, now, because of COVID, we take our temperatures every day. and mm-hmm. We actually record our blood oxygen every day. You know, I'm in that vulnerable age bracket, I guess. The, the reason I do it isn't because I, I'm scared of the COVID. It's because I want to minister. And I want, if someone asks me, do you think you're sick? I want to be able to say no. Honestly, I want to have some way to do it and not just mm-hmm. say I'm, I'm guessing totally. Right. And I know that you can have COVID and not have a temperature. I understand that. People can argue with me all they want. I, I understand all that. But we, my wife and I have decided we're just going to take our temperature and oxygen every day and, and see a pattern. And if we see that we're sick, we're going to try and stay away from people. That's all we've decided. So in the morning, that's our way of serving others. We may not believe in all the other stuff, but that's our way of serving others. Mm-hmm. And you've heard me tell people, I think you need to make sure you're well and then act it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not well, stay home. So that's my way of enforcing what I say and saying, I think I'm well. We're going to go over and minister and serve people and not be afraid of it. So I leave this chart that, you know, we keep a calendar that we fill in. So I leave that, I leave the thermometer out for, I leave that. No, those are really little things, I know. But in my head, those are the, the little things that I get to start my day off with saying, I'm meant to serve, I'm not meant to be served. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you as a dad, three boys, just think, what, you know, what can I do every morning? You know, and you might already, or anyone that's listening, what can you do every day? Something that your spouse would know. You're, you're doing this because you just want to include me and serve me in your life. And I think that's a healthy thing to do. If you start getting prideful and all that kind of stuff, I'm not doing it anymore because she doesn't do anything back to me. You're, you're missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. That's not really what it's about. It's about learning to live in the context of the way we were created to be. And I was created to serve. Uh, the other day I went by and your your wife was outside with uh, your youngest, your new Jack, you know, outside in the, and he was in a stroller or something. I don't know mm-hmm. what you call those things. It's, I know they beef up names to things, but oh. stroller. Yeah. And your other two boys were in the yard trying to, your, your wife was gathering sticks and I saw him and I really was very busy right then, but I, I quick buzzed into your yard and told the boys, <laughs> hey boys, you want to go for a ride? Boom. Yes. That's funny. What it was is my brain went off again and said, I need to serve those kids. I need to, I need to learn how to serve. 
Go do it real quick. It'll take you five minutes. You'll be okay. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk some more. Time goes quickly. I'm with uh, Todd McElhaney, and he's a younger guy, and I'm Dave Wager, the older guy, and you're listening to Younger Older, coming to you from the studios of Relate365.com. Thank you.